0: Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to episode one hundred six, one hundred six of Res Hockey Podcast. I am okay. Trevor, and with me, as always, is Bush Rat, aka Bush, Bush. Yeah. aka what else do we call you? you? Notice a lot of people when they mention mention you on social media, like especially on Facebook, they call you Bush Rat. <laughs> Bush Rat. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I always have a get a good kick in. People mention you, mention you as Bush Rat. So yeah, uh last week, I don't know, things we kind of took a week off, I guess. It's it's always good. I think taking a week off here and here and there really uh it helps us. It resets, yeah. Yeah, refresh our battery, recharge our battery. So yeah, so we're excited to come on for this week, this week's episode. Um Whereas hockey, Bush and I, we are currently recording on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. We are on Treaty 3 territory. Treaty 3. It's it's always good to uh, acknowledge the land that we're on. And uh, Bush is a part of the Treaty 3 community. He's, uh, He's from... Where are you from, Bush? From Wendigo Island, Northwest angle thirty seven. Thirty-seven. Yep. There's a Northwest angle thirty-three as well. And I always get them why does everyone always get them confused? Everyone. All the time. Location. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like you could go drive down highway seventy-one a million times and you'll always get it confused. (laughs) But but yeah. Um this week this weekend was a tough weekend. Um, we yes. just want to dedicate this episode and give our thoughts and prayers to the butterfly family back back home to back my home, um, in Moose Factory, Moose Knee. Uh, the um, Caden Baller Butterfly, former Gaston, good friend of the show, lost his father Ray this past weekend. So, we just want to send our condolences and that we're thinking of Caden. Nikki um little brooks and Ray's wife and Kaden's mom Mariah right now and um we just we really we're really sorry for your loss um Ray was a really good guy I've known Ray my whole life ever since I was a little little kid uh Ray was always good to me treated me like family our family has um have known each other for years and years it goes back to my grandfather and ray's raise mom um so i just been thinking of you guys all weekend and um you guys are in my thoughts and my prayers and ray was just a really good guy and everyone has so much good things to say about him on social media it was, it's, it's been re- being away from home and it was really good to see and for me to <coughs> to read and just uh and I knew how, knew that it was all good things because Ray was such a good guy. So um but yeah, we just wanna dedicate this episode in in honor of Raymond Butterfly. Um he'd always tell me to uh he'd always tell me that he always gives hard saucers all the time because he was a really good hockey player, a really good ball player, too. Um, Growing up, I always liked watching him play baseball because he would just smack that ball. (laughs) And he was a good player. Uh, Played Mooseney and Moose Factory at a junior B league, a team back in the 80s, and they won the, the districts, I guess, the Northern Ontario junior Bs. And Ray was on that team, and I know he had, some uh some OHL scouts after him, so he was a really good player back in his day, and he was a big part of hockey in Moose Factory. Uh, worked at the arena in Moose Factory, and um, yeah, he was a really good guy and a good hunter, good fisherman. So yeah, we're thinking about you guys back home in Moose Factory, and uh, where he will be missed, and uh, I I will miss him. Uh, it's uh, it, it hit home this weekend, and uh, but uh, I'll uh, I'll always remember Ray as a good guy and someone that always treated me like family. So, uh, Caden, Mariah Brooks, Nikki, now we're thinking of you guys, so we send our condolences. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, this past weekend. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh Troy Williams of uh Ooh. signed with the Wheeling Wheeling Nailers of the East Coast Hockey League. Or ECHL they call it. Uh Troy was a former guest of the show when he was playing U Sports with uh, Lakehead Thunder. Lakehead Thunder So now Troy's fifth season was complete. They lost in the playoffs, so he's signed a deal with wheelie nailers so yeah congratulations troy on um making it to the next level of hockey (laughs) and it just shows you that for the last two three years bush and i have really been trying to tell tell the youth and talk to the youth about education how important and it is to play uh, to go to school, get your education, and play hockey yeah. while you're going to school, and you can move that move up to that next level. And Troy is another perfect example of what we've been trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. Troy was drafted to the OHL, but he just played Tier 2, Manitoba, SIJ, Saskatchewan, Junior League, and he ended up going to school at Lakehead University for five years did his degree. Now he's playing pro yep. hockey. I mean, so uh, congratulations to Troy and uh, all the best. It's, uh, he looks pretty good in those wheelie Naylor colors, eh? Yep. They are uh, affiliated with Pittsburgh Penguins, so he has that, Ooh. like the yellow. Would you call that gold or yellow? I'm going to go with gold. Gold, yellow, slash yellow, black, and white. Uh, classic Pittsburgh colors and <laughs> so it's pretty cool to see uh Troy in those colors and we're happy for him. He's been a big supporter of our show for a number of years and he's a down to earth guy. If you see him at a hockey tournament he'll talk to you and yeah shoot the shit with you. So we're we're happy for Troy. We're happy for his family and his community. Uh, he usually plays with Eagle Lake Chiefs. In the Res Tourney uh, circuit, along with uh, Norway House Bruins, he, when Eagle Lake doesn't put in teams, he'll usually play with uh, Norway House Bruins. So, yeah, it's really it's really cool to see um, former guests that we interviewed move up the 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 hockey chain mm-hmm. ladder. Does that make sense? The hockey ladder,
1: I guess you could say.
0: You could say that. I would say, yeah. You know what? Uh, they're gold. Yeah. Gold. They're more, yeah. they're
1: more gold than yellow.
0: Well everyone knows what Pittsburgh Penguins colors are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it uh we feel like parents. You know how parents say when they see their kids move like graduate and move on? Yeah. That's how we feel with uh, the <laughs> former guests that we've interviewed. So we feel like proud parents. <laughs> 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 so so yeah, keep it up, Troy and I'm sure we'll well we well, we always say this when we talk about players who are who are like their teams are going to make the playoffs. Like we we like this. Well, we would like to see you play at, and see you at native res tournaments, but we don't because we want you to your you and your team succeed in the playoffs. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not even check how the Wheeling Nailers are. I'm not even sure if they're in playoff contention. Okay, ECHL standings. I wonder if it's in the top. Okay, Wheeling, Wheeling. Uh, they're probably in the north. Reading. Ooh, nope. Probably in the Western, Con- Western Conference. Oh, they're in fifth in the Western Conference. They have 30 wins, 20 losses, one tie. One shootout loss. That's not bad. They're fifth. No. So most likely they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's go. Nailers. That's a tongue twister. Wheeling Nailers. Wheeling Nailers. Wheeling Nailers. Wheeling Nailers. <laughs> say that ten times, why don't you?
1: Wheeling Nailers. Yeah, Wheeling Nailers. Say it ten times. No, I'll, I'll say it wide. I'll okay, say, it. say it five. Wheeling Nailers, Wheeling Nailers, Wheeling Nailers, Wheeling Nailers, Wheeling Nailers.
0: Well, yeah, you're good. (laughs) I should uh, freestyle
1: rap (laughs) it. Well, it goes goes to that uh, Seinfeld episode Lord Kramer's on strike for the bagel. yeah. He goes, oh, the bagel, the bagel, the bagel, the bagel, the bagel, the bagel. (laughs) I know I make myself laugh on Seinfeld.
0: (laughs) I love Seinfeld. (laughs) Speaking of rap, Ice Cube's tour in Canada right now. Yeah, and I move on to the next topic. I don't you really see a care. lot of like how much Native people are going. Yeah. Like I saw on social media on Facebook today a native lady threw an Ice Cube medallion. Sorry. <clears throat> on oh, the yeah. stage, and Ice Cube caught it and he, he's been wearing it. Yeah. Like how long does that take to make <laughs> a, a medallion of someone's face?
1: Yeah. And then just and, chuck it away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a quote from someone to see if they can make a medallion of your face.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: I wonder if I get paid double. Um I tried to get us <laughs> I tried to get us uh, medallions made like a res hockey podcast medallions yeah. made, but the the girl wanted like way too much. Like I never <laughs> knew they charge that much for medallions. I guess where you're taking, you got to pay for your, your beads, yeah. your needle and thread, your material. And the time. And yeah. the time, but damn. How long do you think it takes a person, like a really good beater to make a medallion? Two days?
1: Three no, days? No, probably a week. A week? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, if if medallions are the job, then maybe a couple days or a week. Like a maybe pro? Maybe a day. But if, if it's their job, then then they'll set aside maybe the time for like a day and a half. But
0: um, My sister, uh, my sister Tash, said she was going to make me a res hockey medallion. Um, and she hasn't done it yet. It, I think I've been waiting like two
1: years. <laughs> I remember you saying it, when it about two years ago.
0: <laughs> but she's so busy with her job, she travels like all the time, so um hopefully i get it (laughs) hopefully the show doesn't end by the time i get it (laughs) but yeah it's uh that's a really that's uh a tough a tough uh job i guess right or is it a hobby or is it a job it'd be a hobby yeah is it a job once you start charging for medallions and you're making a profit off it is it a job then, or is know. it still a hobby? Probably a hobby. So, and that medallion was like was supposed to be like a CD size. And that's a Both. big that's a medallion.
1: That's a, that's a that's a lot of beats.
0: Yeah, that's so. Um, episode one hundred and five. We 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 mentioned all the hockey players that were playing in the National Hockey League. However, uh, however, <laughs> Bush forgot two I know. players. I didn't Google them. Um uh, we forgot the, from the Florida Panthers yeah. Mr. Brandon Montour um if Brandon Montour I'm just typing in his name in uh for those who don't remember we were we discussed all the NHL players who are Maine mm-hmm. indigenous uh native and we forgot these two guys we forgot them. Yeah. so um Forty-two games, Brandon has four goals, fifteen assists for nineteen points, twenty-six yeah. penalty minutes, and a plus one. So he's not having as good as year good of a year as as he did last year. Cause he only like he was almost a point point per game yeah. player. Seventy three points in eighty games last year. He only has twenty this year. So well he's still good though. He's still really heavy, okay. but still. <laughs> I'm sure if I ever played, I freaking would have maybe like a couple of points. You know, when I remember growing up, remember a player named Brad Marsh? Brad Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. He was a defenseman with the, the Leafs and the Senators, uh, Flyers, Detroit. Like we used to laugh at his stats because I, I just pulled up his stats. In 1,086 games, he only scored 26, 23 goals. 175 points, 198 points in 1086 games. Like his highest points in a season was 66 games he got two goals, 22 assists and 24 for 24 points. I mean, he had he didn't score more than 3 goals a season. So I used to laugh like that laugh at his stats as a kid but I'm sure if I ever played, I wouldn't. Like, even in junior, I never got more than a couple goals. So I must have jinxed myself laughing at his stats as a kid and it kind of <laughs> reflected on my play. But but as uh, coaches always say, your stats... I don't know what they said. I was just trying to make something up. Another player that we forgot is uh, Minnesota... Wild Connor Dewar Dewar of DePaul Manitoba Connor's having a good season uh, he's mostly a third liner but he can hit he's a really fast forward uh, 52 games he has 7 goals 4 assists for 11 points uh, 20 penalty minutes and is a minus 9 he scored uh, 7 goals that's more than he did last year he scored 6 he scored six goals in 81 games, but he scored seven at fifty-two. So he's uh getting more comfortable in the league. So I think that's it for indigenous players in the NHL. I hope we didn't forget anyone. Would you consider Kerry Price still a part of the NHL or or has he officially retired? Um, I think
1: it's it's I think the writing's on the wall. Is I think he's like, officially retired, yeah. yeah? As a player, definitely.
0: Would you, like, Carey Price, okay, he officially retired due to injury. Is that the way you would want to go out? No, absolutely not. Or would you just want to go out on your own and say, it's, like, it's it's time for me to retire? Like, I think it's, it's shitty when players have to retire due to injury, like Eric Lindros. Yeah. Pat LaFontaine just two guys who had concussion problems. And...
3: Mm-hmm.
0: um, Okay, I got a question for you.
1: Yeah, you know I might have how... an answer.
0: I hope you have an answer. Would you consider Austin Matthews indigenous? He was born in California, raised in Arizona, and his parents are of Mexican descent. So... And Math and Matthew Austin Matthews, they say like right when long time ago before the America like before the U.S. was made, there was tribes all over North America and Central America, but now they're just saying, you know what I'm trying to get
1: at? Yeah, I'm, I know
0: his parents are Brian and Emma Matthews. And he's of like uh, Mexican descent. So, would you consider Austin Matthews indigenous? Yeah, I would. Because, yeah, that's something uh if we should get like media passes or something and just ask him, like, hey, would you consider yourself what all well, down. Down in the States, they call them Native Americans. What what did that guy say to your buddy say to you again?
2: (laughs) Hey, this is Bush.
0: He's a reservation Indian. I I can't believe he said that. What kind of other Indians are there? Sounded like as if you were uh, just fresh off the res or something. And Bush, he's a reservation Indian. Fuck, I should have punched him in the face and he said that. <laughs> Me too, you know? But yeah, that's a good question. We'll ask it on our Facebook Facebook question. Would you consider Austin Matthews indigenous? Because he's, he is of Mexican descent. His mom's uh, Espanol. So is he, is he one of us? Let's Google it. it is Austin <laughs> Matthews national national nationality? It says American. It is and this and what? And this and and is this, what? How do you see that word? A necessity. A necessity. A necessity. Ethnicity. Um Due to his mother's Mexican ancestry, Matthews can speak some Spanish. (laughs) So, so yeah, there you go. Who else is... uh, The four current Hispanic NHL players in 2023. Um, Max Pacioretty, Alec Martinez, Matt Nieto of Pittsburgh Penguins. I know we always butcher someone's name. <laughs> so I wonder if you consider those guys indigenous as well. Toronto's losing 4 2 to Vegas right now, so
1: that's okay. That's that okay. is more than okay.
0: They kicked the crap out of Vegas last week uh, last week though. So mm-hmm. but yeah, we we will ask. It'd be cool if people if we do consider him indigenous, right? Yeah. We have, like, the best goal scorer in NHL right now who's indigenous. So,
1: Second best goal scorer.
0: Who do you think so? But first... Connor. Do you consider him a goal scorer or more of a passer?
1: I think he's more of a... I think he's a, a more of a fed-up player right now.
0: How come he always... When he gets mad, he breaks his stick like a big baby? <laughs> How come he just can't take it like a man and grow up? Okay. But no, he has the... Break his sticks. He just breaks them because he doesn't have to pay for them. Yeah. If I didn't have to pay for my sticks, you know how many how much sticks I would go through, as well. I bet. I broke my stick one time because I was bad and I was against Bush's team, and I was like, "Damn, I wish I didn't break my stick." They don't, <laughs> they don't make those sticks no more. I was like, Shh. But, uh, anyways, oh yeah, I forgot to mention our uh, our guest for this week for this yes. episode. He uh, he's a res Tourney legend out in British Columbia. Our guest for this week is Mister Sean Billy, so we're looking us looking forward to sitting down with Sean and talking some puck. Yep. Uh, speaking of Sean, let's uh, let's go to our interview that we have with Mister Billy. Let's go. <laughs> and- Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rez Hockey. For this week's episode, we'd like to introduce our guests. He's from, where is he from, Bush?
1: He is from the S- 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 BC. Very First good. nation.
0: very good. Um, I lost yeah. the bet, so. <laughs> um, yeah, he's from uh, out west. He's uh, from BC. We would like to introduce our guest for this week.
1: Jeez. Sean.
0: I know, I just my phone mr sean <laughs> i'll edit that out mr sean <laughs> yeah, billy welcome yeah. to the show man
3: uh, thanks guys thanks guys always a uh, big fan of your podcast you know the way you guys promote the game throughout uh, canada and, and beyond right and so it's been uh listening to your guys's podcast you know it's uh great to hear everybody everybody's story and how Right? it's a great way to bring our people together and you know keep healthy and active
0: so exactly thanks for having me yeah uh we made a post a while back and your name came up a couple of times uh, a couple of guys oh, messaged yeah. me and uh when we asked who would we like to have on the show for 2024 yeah and your name came up so we really think, uh, thank you uh, for coming on the show and uh and share some some of your uh res stories because i think that's one of the things we really wanted to promote is just uh they have a lot of guys who just played a lot of res tourneys and just because every tourney you go to, you'll have a good story. You'll have, you'll make a good memory. You'll make new friends. So we just want to have guys like yourself who played no res res tourney circuit for a number of years that come on and share some stories, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's always an adventure. Every tournament. Yeah. So <laughs> such a good life. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah.
0: So uh how did you get started in hockey?
3: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the little town Chase. It's in uh in the Shushwap Terry, Sihwamagulu. So uh we never had a hockey rink in our little town there. So we'd have to uh travel to counts. There's a small group of my buddies, kinda right from, you know, initiation all the way up to midget. We played together and my buddy Eli Jules, uh Aaron, Aaron Arnoose, we traveled to counts to play minor hockey, you know. Um it's a pretty big Pretty big town for BC Kamloops. you know, a lot of a lot of hockey opportunity there. So, you know, played uh, like I said right from initiation up to midget there. Um kind of banned the midget midget areas right on that cusp of the kind of the top top rep teams in Kamloops. there kind of kind of the last cuts, you know, as a smaller kid, so you know, really kind of right on that edge, right to the end there. But usually kinda the second second rep team I'd be playing on. You know, it, it's a different different atmosphere for myself, you know, going to a big town. There's a lot of non non natives playing there, right? So kind of felt a little out of place that way socially. But uh, you know, I really loved, really enjoyed going to the the native tournaments, right? So that's like in BC we had a couple of the junior native tournaments. Might be kind of equivalent to the provincials with the prairie what you see in the prairie. So yeah. kind of Merrit had a junior native tournament, Osuize had a native junior tournament. And uh, there's one up in Prince George as well. So that's kind of like the all the minor hockey ages. And that's where I really felt at home and felt at a place, you know, kind of playing with my Indigenous brothers, you know, meeting them from all over the territory. So that's where I really found passion for the game, you know. And uh, like I said, I was on that cusp of those top rep teams and went to uh, one junior camp, but uh, my heart really wasn't into it, right? Like uh, being away from home at a young age. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to the camp, you know, and, uh, and uh, experienced it, but uh, really didn't apply myself. That is really enjoyed the res, the res circuit ever since I was mm-hmm. young. You know, um, my dad, my dad uh, kind of hosted our team, the blades through our, our community here. So I was playing blades, the junior native tournaments, then straight into the men's tournaments. It was all full contact. It's a pretty small circuit out in BC. We got, uh, we had Salmon Arm, that's not in existence anymore. Um Williams Lake, that one's still going. There was two in Williams Lake, uh, the All Nations, and then Cecil's Tournament, and then Merritt and Vernon. Prince George, that was a big one. That was the big one that we always looked forward to. That was almost equivalent to like uh like a Brandon. It had four okay. divisions. Yeah. Like an A division. That's where you'd see the Lumber Kings and all the the top teams around, you know, competing in that full contact A division. So yeah, that's kind of a, a snapshot of kind of my start and my passion, you know. It, it was always with playing on the res, on the res circuit, you know, meeting the guys and traveling to different tournaments. So pretty small circuit out here in BC, but uh there's there's a lot more to it. Yeah.
0: Who were some of the the big teams out in BC?
3: uh so around our area it kind of came in waves Eh, so um so when i was kind of growing up it was like the vernon totems teams like that and then uh you know um close shanna braves they're pretty strong and then we're kind of the younger team coming up and once me and eli and aaron kind of came out of minor hockey we were kind of the young guys and we played the veterans in our community we did pretty good we won a few tournaments we won the last ever seminar men's native tournament. It was full contact, and we must have been maybe Bantam or midget age, you know, playing with some pretty good hockey players of the Stu Jacksons, and you know Prince George would come down. Of course, you guys probably heard of the Prince George Lumber Kings. They they yeah. were the dominant were the dominant force in BC. He had uh, the rest in peace, Joy Potskins on there. Uh, the Ghostkeepers, uh, just the. Uh, a solid group of guys. They had Barry Jackson on there, and just they traveled over to the prairies quite a bit. And uh, you know, I kind of heard their stories. as like growing up in BC, you hear these tournaments of <laughs> out in the prairies. out there, they're bigger. They're they're it's just a whole different world. I was able to experience it, you know. But uh, I would say Prince George, the Lumber Kings, they're legendary out here in BC. So those are the teams off the top of my head. When, uh,
1: when the Prince George came to play enough, NAF, and this is years and years ago, there wasn't even a competition for our, our area. It's just, mm. they were just, they're passing, they're skating, they were so good. So when you mentioned Prince George, I was like, yeah, I aged myself. But I remember play, watching those guys, and everybody can always like, holy crap, these guys are from BC. And they're like,
3: wow, these guys got game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's... The- That was the pinnacle, you know, when I was a kid, I was watching Joey and all those guys play. I got to play with Joey a few times as a young, young guy. And he, you know, just playing with those veterans, you know, and then hanging around, just always a good time, good laughs, and kind of learning from them. And, you know, and, and that was the pinnacle for my eyes being from BC. And then, you know, there's just different levels as you travel around, right. It's, uh, it's been, uh, Quite the adventure, you know, me traveling around all over Western Canada, being able to play. So
0: for those who uh don't know about the, the legend, uh the late Joey poskin how good of a player was he back in the day?
3: Yeah, so he he played junior. Um Chilliwack, he holds some of the records out in Chilliwack. And then, you know, once you get to the res tournaments around here, you know you see these players out there is like a different level, right? Like there's there's good players, and then there's those elite players that you know when they go they go to a tournament. Like I heard it heard it a couple of times. He's the original kind of thousand in a room type player, right? Yeah. Like people wanted people wanted him on the team, and people you know the, the guys. Everybody knew who he was in B.C., right? And, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, he passed recently and it was a uh, big loss for the sporting community in hockey and baseball. So, fastball, he was a very good – he was a good uh, ball player as well, like, right into the, into the major league systems, right? So, um,
0: Oh, have you uh, – you must have came out – have you ever played in Ontario in the res tourney or have you just stuck around, like, the Prairies, B.C.?
3: Yeah, so, so how that worked is, um, like I said, Prince George was at the pinnacle, right? Yeah. And, uh one year, this team from the Prairies, Don Bernstick's Redskins, came into Prince George. You know, he came in and beat Prince George, the unbeatable team, right? And it was like, just another eye-opener for me is, wow, there's another level out there, right? So Don Bernstick put together a pretty solid team in Prince George. Um, he had Ted Nolan helping him coach there, and it was just <laughs> a big... Big a big spectacle, right? It's like wow. First of all, they beat the Lumber Kings, and he's got Ted Nolan and all these I'm matching jerseys, bags, and he comes in and changes the changes the game, right? So, you know, uh, I was able to travel over there. You know, I didn't get on that team right away. Um, you know, I could I put it in my mind I want to play for that team someday, right? And uh, I couldn't just go up to Don and Ted in the middle of a pack kind of social environment, like a dance, right? Like everybody in the whole tournament's trying to play for him, right? And I was like, ah, I can't just go up there. I'm just going to, whatever, I'll get to chat with him whenever I do, right? But, but yeah, yeah, I ended up meeting uh, the captain, Robert Cardinal, by chance there when I was out visiting my brother in Winnipeg. Just a random drop in, and I just ended up skating with him there, and then ended up uh, jumping on that Redskins team there and and, then played with that team for a while, man maybe three or four years all over Alberta, Saskatchewan. Um, Yeah, Winnipeg, all the way up to Whitehorse. You know, we had uh, Don source this out to a chief up there in Whitehorse. The last, every year that was full contact. He sent us up about oh, nine of us up there and we thought we were going to join the team up there, but it was just us nine, right? So <laughs> going into full contact, turning with nine guys as, oh man, this is going to be a rough one. And uh, yeah, yeah that was the last year every year they had full contact that might have been one of our players kind of took the full contact out of uh Derek watson you guys know Derek? yeah monster yeah so he uh he made a real big hit at the blue line there in the finals is a packed barn the other team had four lines we had our nine guys monster made that monster hit and kind of changed the trajectory of that game you know and uh He got kicked out, then we're down to seven, but we ended up winning that A division with the the small bench. uh, They they took the hitting out of that year. So, uh, you know, um, it was a clean hit, but yeah, I think that guy got hurt pretty good. There's one of the biggest open ice hits I've ever seen in my life. Do you think
0: uh, res tourneys should be contacts?
3: Yeah, like I, I—that's how I grew up playing full contact. But you know, you understand the, uh, the insurance and stuff. Like, BC was full contact up to merit. Moxon was the last full contact tournament. In BC, like everyone was full contact when I was growing up in my twenties. Right before I left to go play out east, there. So, yeah, it, like. It definitely changes the game. And, you know, you look at tournaments like Freddie and it's all full contact and, you know, it just definitely changes the game. And, you know, you really got to ha- be on your game and heads up, it's heads up hockey. And I went out to Brandon there and watched the, the A side There is full contact or some big, big hits out there, you know. it's. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the full contact, right? But I understand the way the insurance and stuff and everybody's yeah. going right now. And, yeah.
0: What about uh, about fighting? I know, like you mentioned, Brandon, a lot of tournaments in that area, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, they all carry a, a person who could scrap on on each team. Do you think fighting should uh, be allowed in res tournaments?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's like it's hockey, right? And I, like people, people enjoy the fighting, and you know, it's uh, it's always been a part of the game, and a lot of the tournaments kind of. Um, phase it out with one fight and you're gone out of the tournament, right? But uh, you know, I think it I think if there's one fight and then the second fight you might get, might get kicked out. It might reduce some of the, the craziness that goes on in the game, right? Like people get sometimes people get out of hand in tournaments, but if they're able to police themselves, you know what it 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 helps the game out. So um so what you recall the most skilled player you played with and against? Yeah, like I said, I was very fortunate to uh, to end up on that Redskins team, and I played all over Western Canada. You know, I played with the Roulette brothers, Ivan, JJ, Nick in their prime, Tyler Shantz, you know, coming out of pro, playing at the Redskins, uh, Jamie Muswagon from uh, Northern Manitoba, Billy and Ashley Cameron, uh, you know, we played at the – Red Dodging Horse and Robin Bids- Big Snake, they came playing with Don a couple times, you know, like those type of guys, like coming out of pros. Like I'm, I like I never played pro or junior, but like when I was playing with the Redskins, that's kind of what I imagined because Don put on such a good team. Like, I felt like he took care of everything, you know, we had matching. The first time I met Don, he like he gave me a leather coat and a Redskins bag. I was like, wow, this is this is cool. And, uh, you know, he, he took care of everything and he brought in, he knew a lot of Robert Cardinal, knew a lot of players throughout Western Canada, right. Through his, his playing career. And, uh, man, there's just so many good players. There's players from BC, uh, very talented, like the the Robin Gilbert's and the Francis Johnson's and people who haven't really traveled out East, but they're, they're very good hockey players. And, you know, um, it's just transitioning over and in, into my old timer career, right? Like I'm still able to travel around, you know, like damn that COVID, it, it took out my prime. As soon as I turned 40, COVID was here. It's like, man, I was supposed to be traveling all over playing old timer <laughs> hockeys, but you know, COVID took out those, those two or three years. And, you know, after that, you know, like I'm always trying to get my buddies to travel back East just to see the level of talent, you know, even in the old timers mm-hmm. division, it's still real good hockey, right?
0: Now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played with Ivan. I played with Nick, JJ for the last twenty five years or so. Uh, for our listeners, how how good was Ivan? How fast was Ivan back in the day?
3: Man, uh, it's just a different kind of speed, right? It's like it's like a couple of strides. Like when when I when we were traveling a lot with the Redskins and Ivan, you know, was playing Juan. It's like he winds up and he's gone. You know, it's it's just something to see. we got some, Don's got some old, you know, VHS tapes. And I I, wrote a while <laughs> and I, just, I just see, uh, I see Ivan take off, you know, and I posted one a, a couple of years ago and I was, oh man, where'd you find that? And, you know, Ivan is just such a good bro of mine and being able to play with those guys, it's been such a treat, you know, and uh, I was just lucky to kept getting called back again and again with Don as we traveled through the years. So, Don's last tournament was in um, Brandon. Um, We had a good squad and we lost to Pegasus in the finals. And, you know, the kind of guys got a little sidetracked, you know, with the nightlife and Don was okay. Well, you know, he kind of called it quits after that, but he, Don really liked winning and he really liked looking after the guys. And, you know, so once the guys got sidetracked, he kind of put it off to the side there. We,
0: Bush and I talked about that a couple episodes about the nightlife and, Your, uh, what's your opinion on should, uh, when teams are like that, like Don Hill, dish out money and and get the best of the best to play, should players like that, should, should they be, they, how should I wear it? Should they stay sober to, because they're getting paid to play, right? So should they stay sober all weekend and, and, uh, listen to the boss of the team to stay away from the booze?
3: Yeah. Like, I think so. You know, you guys getting, like, some of the money getting thrown around nowadays is a lot more than from our area in the Redskins, right? Like, yeah. Don really looked after us, and he's a, he wanted to win. And, you know, and that was Don's a sober guy. And, like, I haven't drank in 25 years. And, like, seeing all that, you know, traveling through Indian country, seeing all the big tournaments and all the major talent, and then also the effect of the nightlife, right? Like, yeah. You come, come Sunday morning, you know, if you're rested up and you, you know, haven't been out all night, you'll be able to skate a little mm-hmm. better, right? But uh, definitely it's a big factor and uh, you know, seeing it time and time again, you know, with, even in my little circuit in BC, I, I managed the Blades for a couple of years after I got home from the Redskins, you know, trying to elevate our game here in BC. We did pretty good, you know, we got uh, probably around 2017 was our, our top, you know, we won all the tournaments in BC, and then we got the Vernon. We were winning the finals three to one after the halfway through the game. And then we they were playing against Drew Rose and uh most of the guys from up, up north, eh? And then we had one period They have the grand slam in BC, but you know, Rosie the Rosie factor <laughs> kicked in. He yeah. scored a goal. And then I think Francis Johnson scored a goal and Willie Sellers was in net. He kind of shut the door on us. And man, that was but that's just trying to elevate the game and showing the guys in my community. Okay. If you, if you're dedicated and you know, you keep at it, we could start winning. Right.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's all, all the teaching that I got from Don, right. Okay. Trying to look good, get some nice jerseys, get some matching sales, get some matching bags, you know, and it's just trying to elevate that game in BC. Cause like I said, I try to bring guys back to East as much as I can to see, just to have a glimpse of like a tournament, like Brandon or, you know, uh, Indian Stanley Cup back in the day man that was that was probably the hardest tournament you know to win back to back and you know and full contact the stands just packed like our tournaments here are, are small they're they're fun but you know there's just different levels out there right
0: when uh, you played for Dawn and the Redskins did it give you guys confidence knowing you guys uh looked like a team you guys had jackets bags helmets and you guys really looked like a professional team did that confidence lead lead things to the ice
3: yeah yeah definitely like like i said my for myself like i never played junior or pro but maybe some of the other guys might have been more used to it but for a guy like myself you know coming out of BC, not seeing that is, is like man i feel like a team and i feel like man i feel like and then people recognize it, you know, you're walking down in the stands with your Redskins go and people start talking, well, you guys are pretty good, where are you all from? And then he just explained to them like, Don, this gets guys from here and there, right? And he's got a tight group of bros that really, you know, wanted to play for him and wanted to, you know, elevate the game during that time. And it, it was just a, a whole different experience where I wanted to bring it back to PC, right?
0: What about uh old timers now? Uh I saw you, you played in Brandon. How'd you guys uh who did you play for and how'd you guys do in Brandon?
3: Yeah, I was playing for uh Sandy Bay. We lost in the finals against uh Team G. Uh Peguus. That's That's age old story when you go to that tournament. It's yeah. Pegwis and Sandy Bay in the finals and they're battling back and forth, you know. So it was a good game. Um, I think we lost two nothing there. We uh went through the A side and you know we uh, just couldn't get her going in the finals there, but uh, it was it was uh, always a fun time in Brandon. We won that last year, the year before with uh, Shane and team. Ten K, we kind of traveled around the full year, then we uh, were able to win tournaments, old timer tournaments all over in Saskatchewan, BC, and Manitoba, and then um, yeah, I jumped on Javineer there. Red Deer Shane Good Goodread- Shane tournament. That was a big yeah. tournament. Sean Javanier put together a pretty stacked old timer squad. And Jesse <laughs> Dudis, uh, uh like Darren what
2: Reed.
3: What is that? Like Darren, a 35 plus? 35, yeah. That was yeah. a 35 plus. So yeah, I, yeah, those 35, or like Jesse Dudas, Darren Reed, was uh, <laughs> Kobe. Cody Peterson, uh, Tyson Whitney, uh, <laughs> Tyler Schatz, <laughs> Ashley Cameron, yeah, and then
0: Holy geez.
3: <laughs> Uh Al Anderson. That was a super, and then you got Shakita there, police and everything around. So it was just, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. You know, Corey Giroux, man, that was a, that was probably one of the stacked old timers I've been on. So, yeah, sounds
2: like you look at teams like guys,
3: like yeah, you look like teams like that, like team like that would just destroy the competitive teams in BC like well yeah. well, it, well uh, lately it's been uh to war chiefs. They won the last two B C tournaments. Uh my bro Josh Gofferson putting on a pretty good team there kind of led by Casey Pierre Zabato. So Zabby's okay, been yeah. playing with Josh and yeah, so they got a good core group of uh cousins here in Camlous here. That's that's who I'm playing with tonight. We got a late league game in here in Canvas. So yeah, that's kind of the leading team in BC right now is Josh Gofferson and the Kamloops the, the War Chief. They won the most recent team, the Merritt Moxon. So that's the 55th annual Moxon tournament. A lot of a lot of history there, uh, you know. But BC, it's just it's just uh, seems like it's struggling a bit right now, trying to get teams. But uh, there's 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 a few good teams and steady teams that are going at it and it's just takes uh new guys like josh to keep promoting the game and giving people an opportunity.
0: Um in your pictures on your uh on your Facebook I saw that uh Ray Francis came out of retirement. How how is Franny doing out there?
3: Man, Franny he's like, unreal, eh? from the, Yeah, he's unreal. Like he played with us in the Redskins and yeah he gets that puck moving. He could his vision and his movement and he, he could just like, next thing you know, he's behind the net, and then next thing you know, somebody on the far blue line has a puck and they're on a breakaway, and he's just got such good vision. And, yeah, just being able to play with people like that is just such a treat. And, yeah, and Franny, he he stays out here in Kelowna, and uh, we were able to talk him to come on out and play in uh, Merritt last year. We won that one last year with our old-timers, 10K. So, yeah, that's – yeah, he's a beauty. He's another <laughs> beauty. Yeah, the you're playing with, right? So. Yeah, yeah
0: um let's talk some nhl <laughs> hockey who's uh who's your favorite team uh growing up
3: yeah well being in bc this given right it's the canucks right so i've been always watching the canucks got to go watch uh a game with my boys uh last saturday against boston Bruins. they were able to come back from two nothing they came back and won in overtime so my boys got really excited you know but uh yeah, I got a long standing meme. I just always change my Facebook profile to a different jersey <laughs> and it, it rubs everybody the wrong way like I'm a <laughs> ship jumper, but I just do it to bug people But I'm always, always the Canucks, right? Like, and pretty excited where they're at right now. And, you know, they're kind of at the top of the league, but pretty sad that they lost Ethan Bear there. But I'm happy yeah. Ethan Bear's is doing well, and well in Washington there. So, do you think they'll
0: uh, make it far in the
3: playoffs? I hope so. Either that or they're gonna they're gonna ride again, right? <laughs> Vancouver's crazy. They like to destroy their city if they don't win it, or like in uh ninety-four and, and the last one against Boston there, man. The people are just they get crazy in that town when they when they don't <laughs> win, right? So <laughs> but yeah, they haven't they haven't won yet, so I'm hoping they can they can win it, right? So uh advice. What
0: advice would you give young young uh, native kids coming up the
3: ranks yeah just you know be dedicated you know be dedicated and grab opportunities you know uh there's all sorts of opportunities and you know i I like looking at the connor roulettes in the world you know stride or succeed in the whl he's in town here tomorrow night actually me and my boys will go watch him again just to see the level that our native kids can get at right and you know we run programs in chase here we got Minor hockey. Then we run our First Nations skate day every day. New Year's we start that out. We have the whole rink and you get all the First Nations players. It's a pretty fun day. And uh, recently we've just been renting extra ice for the guys in the morning because uh, just to get that extra ice time, just to take any ice time you can get and you know really stay healthy and keep a good mind. Right.
0: Uh, before we let you go, we'll finish our interview. What with, with with what we call the famous. Five rapidness <laughs> questions. Uh, you ready? Right. Yep. Uh question number one baked or fried bannock?
3: Oh man, I'm just like everybody else. My grandma made the best fried bread ever. So uh, <laughs> but uh but uh recently uh my wife introduced me to bake my beautiful wife from Anishinaabe territory, Pamela. She's been making the baked bannock, so kind of transitioned the baked.
1: Yeah, I love yeah, baked too.
3: Yeah, uh, toasted, like yeah, peanut butter and jam on the baked. Oh, yeah. 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 Have it in the morning. Have <laughs> it with eggs, whatever's left over. Yeah. Uh, question
0: number two. Ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door?
3: Uh, yep. All the above. <laughs> Probably even a wall sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: question number three. Ever see Ernest Munias live in concert?
3: No, I never did. No, I really want to though. Like, uh, just such a great you know, icon in indigenous music, so always rocking his tunes <laughs> pre game
0: tunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, question number four ba- uh, Indian taco or bannock burger?
3: Huh, I'll have to go with uh, Indian taco, I guess. Yeah, uh, fifth and last question can you jig? Again, nope. I never had a chance to jig, but I'm always, you know, that comes from my wife's territory. Uh, a lot of good jiggers out there. So I'm <laughs> trying to tap into that, you know, like I'm, a, I've always been a dancer, you know, whether it's indigenous dance and power dance. And so I really would like to learn that, that, that dance.
0: All right. Well, Sean, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time, especially before our, uh hockey game there. So yeah, thanks for coming on the show and, uh, We'll appreciate it, and hopefully we get to meet up one of these days in the res tourney circuit.
3: Yeah, come on out to BC, guys. It's a different look out here, but we got we got some tourneys out here. So, you know, again, thank you guys for promoting this awesome game we have and always being out at the tournaments, you know. Quick shout-out to those people always promoting it, that uh, Smudged Blades, Beacon Hockey, that Dodging Horse Development, working with the yep. youth, you know people like that really promoting our youth and giving them opportunity and promoting this awesome game. We have to, you know, visit throughout Turtle Island. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Good luck, bro. In tonight's game and uh, we'll uh, keep in touch for sure.
3: All right, on. Have a good day, guys. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk to you later.
0: See you.
2: Right.
0: Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back from not our it. interview with Mr. Sean Billy. Is a pretty yeah. sounds like a cowboy name, man. it sounds like a sure. western name, Sean Billy. Yeah. Billy the kid.
1: William H. Bonnie.
0: So uh yeah, welcome back. Uh I think that was part of our goal when we wanted to start this show, is just to have not necessarily like all junior pro players and College players, we wanted to have like the res res tourney players, guys who love playing res tourneys, guys that played res tourneys for a a number of years, like Sean has. So it's always good to have these res players, the guys that 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 really played the the good Sunday hockey and played these uh crazy res tourneys. Because I'm sure all of us, has one time in our life, played a res tourney. We were thinking, like, what the hell are we doing here? So, yeah, thanks for coming on, Sean. I really appreciate you uh, coming on, especially when he has a hockey game tonight uh, a few hours later. So uh, thanks for coming on. Um, For this week's Res Hockey Top 5, it's, uh, Bush has his list. So take it away, Bush. Mm. How's your head uh, say
1: anyways? I've been wondering. Lee, Ger- Lee Bear. Lee Bear. Yeah, it's a... It's a log-off floater I used to run when I worked at the mill.
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: Swagger they used to bring us. hats. Ah, I got a toque.
0: Yeah, I can see it.
1: Captain <laughs> <laughs> Obvious here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have, for those of you not know, not know Trevor and I are going to display our skills in Eveleth, Minnesota at the Big Stick Tournament in the Hippodrome. So these are top five things that I'm going to bring to the tournament. <clears throat> I'm going to bring team tape. Oh shit. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm a one-man team. That's all I'll need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring water bottles. Because really? I don't want I don't want none of you guys sharing my water bottles. You guys can have your own. Number three, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh, clipboard to draw power plays.
0: And here's me, here's X. me. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll probably bring a black marker and a red one. I'm sure you're gonna put yourself as like the red marker. Here's yeah. me, me. accent. And... <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I'm gonna bring uh, Tim Horton coffee pods. We'll be in the yeah, states
0: hotel coffee is usually shitty.
1: Yeah, it's not very good. And the last thing I'm gonna bring, you know, I'm gonna bring my thousand bucks in a room type of plays.
0: Woo! Oh, Sunday,
1: oh, oh. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
0: The only hotel in the town that we're staying in is uh Super Eight, so they have shitty, shitty coffee. I'm not a coffee yeah, drinker, but I'm sure the
1: best coffee.
0: Yeah, Um, we're going to Eveleth, Minnesota. It is home of USA Hockey. Like oh, all fame. the years. Yeah, hockey Hall of Fame. Um, Of all the years that we played there, I never like all the times I've driven through. Ever, I never stopped.
1: Well, let's go see it. Well, we'll have some time on Saturday, if you want.
0: Yeah, we can. (laughs) Who's in USA Hockey, anyways? Oh, Henry Boucher uh, from Walro, and it's the only person I know. They must have NHL players like Mike Modano, Chris Chelios. Yeah,
1: there's uh, Mike Richter. when I was in Bemidji, 96, when when uh, we lost the World Cup to the to U.S., yeah, I had forgotten about that until I went to the USA Hall of Fame. There's a big picture of that hockey team. Is there? Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I remember that. Then all those memories come back when I was in Bemidji. I knew the place where I was sitting. I knew I could name you the bar stool. I could name you the songs that were playing that, that as soon as – Especially when Brett Hall's He high sticked sticked. that goal. Yeah, he high sticked.
0: I watched a video on YouTube on why Brett Hall played for U.S. and not Canada. He said that Team USA gave him a chance when he was young, Mm. and Team Canada never gave him a chance. So that was seven. Yeah, so it was more of a, a loyalty thing. Okay, yeah. And one thing I found out that I never knew about Brett Hall: like he wasn't close to his dad growing up. Oh, really? Huh. Brett Hall lived. Okay. When Brett Hall's parents divorced, he moved to BC with his mom. And he grew oh, okay. up in BC, played in a B, junior in BC league. So he wasn't close with his dad. Oh. So his dad was like, yeah, wasn't around. So I think they made up like later on when okay. Brett turned pro. So that was a long time. So it was, it was Wow. So Brett Hall kind of made it on his own. Yeah, like sometimes you get hockey dads who are like who have connections and play the game. Will kind of, hey, look at my son. What can you do? Can you help us out and shit like that? But yeah, Brett Hall. But like, he went to Mm -hmm. uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. Ever see those pictures from like the eighties of like uh, college hockey? They all wore like goalie masks, right? That's weird. Mm Americans, I tell you, just kidding, Bush. <laughs> okay, thank you. If you don't, if you forgot, and unless you're new to the show, Bush is half American. Yeah, probably. Uh, his face half. <laughs> 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 so, Bush is a americano. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we won't hold it against him. I guess. Okay.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Are you really bringing team tape? I'll bring a couple rolls of tape. I'm gonna. I got. I got Costco tape. No, I don't like Costco tape. That's like cheap uh, tape. That. Well, that's what it's I. It's like a
0: different. It, it's like a dark brown. Ever notices. It's like, it's not. <laughs> it's a weird color. So. Yeah, looking forward to. Uh... Going to Minnesota to play. Uh I can't wait to go eat. Are we yeah. stopping at Border Bar Pizza? We're stopping at Border Falls? Bar.
1: Yeah, we're stopping again some pizza. That's the best pizza when it's cold. Yeah. Um, can't wait to go to Target. Target. You're not. We're not going to fill up the truck. when we I come know. Home I'm not.
0: I'm not telling my <laughs> sister that I'm going. Because last year my sister sent me like three hundred dollars, and I had yeah. to go sh- shopping for her. She said can you buy me snacks that we usually don't have in Canada? So I was like, okay, I'll go shopping. I yes. went to Walmart and I had like 30 grocery bags and we had a hard time cool. <laughs> putting our hockey equipment, our clothes, our sticks, yeah. and all the groceries in the back of Bush's truck. <laughs> and then I had to uh, pack it all up in boxes and send it on the bus. Yeah. So I, I'm telling her I'm not going like, I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, that's just too much, man.
1: So, we should edit that part out, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll edit this part out, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not going shopping. That was a lot of yeah. stuff I got them. And the funny thing is, like, they ate all that stuff for like the, like, the first week. Like, oh, imagine me, like, imagine going to Walmart and spending $300 just on snacks, like, yeah, like snacks you can't get in Canada. I like, think the only thing they didn't eat was uh. The corned beef hash, I got them in the US. The Walmart brand, what is that Walmart brand called again? Um, uh, whatever it is, they have corned beef hash in a Walmart brand, and I'd never seen that before. And uh, my brother in law, he uh, I got him those you know, those squeeze bottles of the foam cheese. He oh, <laughs> you remember that. That cheese he ate, like, yeah. I got him two bottles and he ate it like the first week. Like, oh both my bottles. God. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe, That's probably the only thing I'll probably get is those cheese for my brother in law for putting it up with my sister.
2: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I'm looking forward to our, our trip. Yeah, our
1: should be good. It should be fun to see those boys, rich, everybody, rich. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's, it's Alzheimer's hockey, but yeah. They try so hard against when they play against us Canadians yep. because they say Canada it's Canada's sport, right? So it's just like if uh, a baseball team came up from the states and played yeah. played us Canadians up here, we'd try so hard to, to beat the Americans at their own game, right? Yeah, yeah we would. But yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, three three and a half hour drive.
1: south. I feel of about driving three and a half. Three and a half, four hours, four hours tops. Bush will
0: be driving and I will probably be sleeping.
1: Yeah. Stop off at border bar for lunch, some pizza there and back. Oh yeah. And for
0: those who don't know, like American pizza is like way better for some reason, right? They're uh, toppings. I think they're toppings. It's full of grease, but it's good. Mm -hmm. Probably 15 minutes later, you're hitting the bathroom. Good.
1: On the, yeah, I think on the way back, we're going to, we're stopping and we're going to order maybe like, I'm going to order like four pizzas to go. Are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we freeze it and then you air fry it up.
0: When you, you air fry it, your pizza, when when you freeze it?
1: it? Crisps. Well, no, like when you warm it up and everything that like the next day or whatever, you freeze it and then. Why? It
0: takes so long and microwave, it takes 30 seconds.
1: Oh, you got to crisp it.
0: Instead of making it soggy. Yep. You are a smart man, Dennis. <laughs> you are a smart man. I'll try that. I don't know if I want, if I have the patience. If I want to, usually I eat my pizza kind of lukewarm, half cold, mm. half warm. I don't think I can totally go all hot for leftover pizza. <laughs> Big news. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, we yeah. live close to Winnipeg. We're two hours. Well, you're two hours. I'm an hour, hour away from Winnipeg. They might be uh, the owners considering maybe moving away
1: from Winnipeg if things don't pick up. Do you think the Jets will move again? No, I don't think so. I don't think Batman will allow it.
0: I guess there's only nine. I think it sits 15,000. And there's only 9,000 yeah. season tickets. <laughs> Is that... I mean, when Winnipeg first came back, yeah, there was like... You were put on a waiting list for like two to three
1: years. Yeah. And now they can't get enough
0: season tickets? Like, what's up mm-hmm. with
1: that? I think the cost... That and... uh, There's a lot. There's lots of things. There's that, I don't think there's just one factor. Because, well, for instance, cashless now. Like... Yeah. A lot of people don't like to always use their card. I mean, depending on their bank fees and that, right? They get you get you get dinged every time you use it.
0: That's true. It's I looked into it and you could put $250 down on a season on a on a season ticket seat right now and oh, pay yeah? the rest. And they make payments. You can make payments. Maybe we should get some season tickets. Oh, maybe. And just sell the ones that we can go yeah. to. The only games that I want though is Toronto, of course. That's pretty much it. You can have the <laughs> crappy Oilers.
1: <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's right. I guess I'd go see.
0: I'd go see Connor Bedard. Yeah. Well, they're there twice, so we'll go once each. <laughs> um, nothing. No one else. I would really want to see, like, on top of my head. Maybe Zach Whitecloud, Brandon Montour, mm-hmm. see them once a year. But yeah, maybe we should think about season tickets to the Jets and just sell the tickets that we don't go to. Yeah, yeah or we'll we could, do- or we could just donate them.
1: We could donate them. Yeah, to
0: families that don't have the privilege of going to a game. Something. Yep.
1: Something to think about.
0: Yeah. Um, we both received books. Um from Mr. Shayland Fox.
1: Uh, we thank you for the books again. Have you read your book? Um I tried to read it on the flight to and from Sweden, but I just I couldn't concentrate. Why? I, then I tried to read it to Ottawa, but we had a little bit of a turbulence and I just I just had I had a headache. because oh, I didn't I didn't bring my glasses to read. Serious, so I So I was just getting a headache. I haven't read it yet.
0: I started this book, Ted Nolan, Nolan. Life in Two Worlds, when I was in Mexico on the beach. Uh, The picture behind me, that's where I was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was a really good book. Um, He talks about his coaching days with Buffalo, uh, Sioux St. Mary Greyhounds, Moncton Wildcats, talks about Kenora. Yep. he played tier two junior for Kenora Thistles, and he uh, he talks about your dad, he uh, about when the um, the Natives occupied Anishinaabe Park, and it was really cool that he brought that up because that was a big thing back in the seventies mm-hmm. in the Kenora area where it all it was really things really hit the fan i guess you could see right yeah yeah you can say that so it was really cool that he brought it up um he talked about buffalo about how he won coach of the year and he kind of got shit on by the buffalo organization and he talked about the three nolans talks about his kids and talks about his wife and his family he was a very uh he was like a mama's boy, so he he's really he talks about his family a lot and it was, it was really cool to uh to read and I'm glad i read it. I'll bring it down Friday so you could read it. Okay. Never that mind. means you're gonna drive. I know I just gonna shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I totally recommend this book. If you love reading about um or people, this is a life in two worlds. I totally recommend it. Um, I'm going to get assigned when I no. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to little NHL. He'll be a little NHL. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just hold until I get assigned.
1: But if, we'll see.
0: How, how how fast can you read?
1: <laughs> how fast can I read? I used to be able to speed reading when I was in university.
0: Oh, 30 years ago? Okay, you can't read
1: that fast. <laughs> well, you know, Okay, in the mid '90s, do you remember
0: uh, a program where that guy could read? Like he can just look at the page and just read skims, really fast,
1: skims the, with his fingers. It was one of those. Uh, oh, as well as infomercials that are on, yeah, know, like, infomercials like three in the he, morning.
0: Yeah, he's like the world's fastest reader. That guy. Are you like him?
1: I was at some point because when you read in your when you read to yourself. There is a voice, a dialogue, an inner dialogue that narrates the words for you in your head. He teaches you to ignore that. So when you ignore that, you the only you the only restriction is you. Is how fast you can read, and you can comprehend it, and you can recall it. So it's it's a really really good, it's a really cool trick to learn.
0: Shit, you're like a Jedi man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a really, uh, you're like Yoda.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, when you read to yourself and you'll, you'll, you'll catch your inner dialogue reading and pronouncing every syllable, every word, and he teaches you to dial that down, to shut it off. And then you'll be able to read as fast, just skim it. Next page, next page. I was up. I was pretty good. Like, do you uh,
0: do you give <laughs> out Indian names?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want a name. <laughs> I'm gonna give you an Indian name. Okay. Dennis uh man who reads fast. <laughs> That's your new Indian name. Okay.
2: Hi.
0: But <laughs> I it's uh I know what you mean. I used to do that when I used to read Kelvin and Hobbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh anything else before we uh skedaddle for the week? I think we're good.
1: I think you're good.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rez Hockey. Um, I'm Trev and this is Bush. And like we mentioned, at the beginning of the show, we like to dedicate this episode to Mr. Raymond Butterfly. Uh, Ray was a beauty. He's uh, he's going to be missed, and he's going to be remembered of a guy who loved to laugh, loved to play sports, and a family man who really cared for his family and friends. So, uh, Ray, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, thank you for everything you've done for me and treating me the way you treated me all those years growing up and even today as a man. So thank you, Ray. Um we're thinking of everyone back home. So uh yeah thanks for joining us for this week's episode. We will see you next week. So uh take care of each other, love each other and respect each other. And uh, yeah we'll see you next week guys.
2: Peace. Peace.